Welcome to the Super. This week I'm joined by Graham Morton to look back over the Wraith Rovers game at Somerset on Friday night and then later on I'll be joined by Michael Beattie uh, to look ahead to Saturday's fixture of Battle Growth. Hi Grammy, thanks for coming on. Hi Derek, how, how are, are you? Hi, I'm well thanks, how are you? I'm good. No, no bad for a wee Tuesday night. It's decent. Um, took the game in Friday night, Somerset, Aaron Wraith. Oh, absolutely. The first time ever we are not sitting there stressing about a, a, a wee buffer or a stream going out and a, a screen freezing. Uh, <laughs> it, was joy, it was joyous to watch. It was actually quite relaxing for most of it. I, it was nice for a wee, a wee difference. Uh, HD does make a big difference. Obviously, you don't necessarily expect the club to have it, but when it's available on the BBC, it definitely is a wee bonus. When HD first came in, you never thought it'd be, what difference is that going to make? And now it makes such a big difference. It's unbelievable. <laughs> um, so obviously, the, the match finished 0-0, uh, but it wasn't a... A drab, boring nil-nil, kind of like the Dunfermline game. There was a lot more going on, a lot of good play in the match. Um, we had we had the majority of the chances, but Wraith had the majority of the ball in the match. How did you how did you see the, the game going? Yeah, that's exactly how I saw the game. Uh, I was a bit more hopeful that uh, we we definitely had the better chances. Uh, mm-hmm. As much as they had a good few chances, they never really threatened. Uh, yeah. But it's uh, you know when the moth's going through one and one, you're thinking, oh my, this could be this could open it right up, uh, and maybe if that went in, it would open the game up nice and early and left them a wee bit, you know, more space at the back for the boys to to get some movement. But I think we were just we were really missing Cammy Smith uh, just to open that up up there a wee bit of trickery. And McCowan didn't have his best game, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, but man. It, it was a good game to watch. It was enjoyable. Yeah, I liked it. Um, I thought watching them, that that Race Rovers team really reminded me of our team uh, when we came up from League One a couple of seasons ago. They mm-hmm. were probably just missing having a Shankland, but the fullbacks were just powerhouses in the match. Uh, they were basically running the show, I felt, and that's kind of how our team operated when we came up, I felt. Yeah, we were, we were tough to beat that, that season. We came back up, which was it's always the most important thing because if you're not losing goals and you have more chance of obviously winning games because you can maybe just nick, nick one or two and then, or nick one and then the other team's got to open, a, open up a wee bit more yeah. and they're always there for the break. Um, on on that Moffat chance that you, you talked about, um, obviously just kind of came from a, a bit of a... Uh, a bad kick out from the goalkeeper, which worked in our favour anyway. Uh, our goalkeeper, sorry, and played up to him long. Well, played up long to uh, McCowan from Muirhead, and played back in for Moff. He tries to slot it under McDonald's, and he just I think he gets his knee on it to to block it. Uh, we had an opp- we had opportunity to try and follow that up with another shot. 
but it just the move just kind of fell away to nothing and into kind of safe Wraith Rovers possession after it. But that, that was a good move to, to start off the game, like you were saying. Um, I, I thought we were going to be on the front foot watching that. I didn't quite expect the, the shape that we were going to be taking afterwards. Yeah, we kind of fell out after that, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, there's no much you can say for the rest of that first half. It just seemed to be Wraith had the ball, and then if we got it, we'd break it up, and then it just broke. When we got in there, finally, we thought it was just breaking up again. Yeah, there wasn't really, there wasn't really that flow for us at the rest of the first half. But it was always good to see that we were we were rock steady at the back, which a lot of folk seem to think we've got an issue with massively. But we've got, now got the best defensive record in the league. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, as much as it does look shaky sometimes, your head has definitely gave a bit more stability and more solid build to the back line as much as he's out at right back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think he's, I think I said it last week as well, I think he's both our best right back and our best centre back. Mm-hmm. Um, so, using him wherever in any of the positions is fine for me. Um, really only left back, I'd have a wee bit of concern playing him at. I wouldn't know how he'd get on yeah. there, but right back, centre back, absolutely fine. Somebody um, would definitely get kicked in the Marvarius. Definitely. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, the, he's the kind of boy that if we could get him playing a bit holding midfield, the, the Michael Miller role, yeah. If we had somebody that could ably replace him in the defence with their organisation skills, um, I'd love to just see him just sit in midfield and just kick lumps out of folk and break up play. I think that might have been the idea between him, either him or Bell. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I play in that role? Of, but then obviously Bell decided that for whatever reason it was uh, that it wasn't for him anymore. So yeah. unfortunately, I think that might have flung a wee span on the works because... Roscoe definitely needs someone guiding him through. Oh, sorry, Mr. Roscoe. Mr. Roscoe uh, needs someone, yeah. guide, someone needs him guiding him through games. I remember when we actually signed him, I spoke to a boy that I know if it's an Allah fan, and he said that Andy Graham just talked to him all game, and the boy was excellent, but he just needed someone just to, just to have a word with him and constantly tell him what to do, which you'd kind of hope now he was kind of learning a wee bit better himself, but He's had he's, he's had some great games for us. Yeah. Really has the boy, but it's it's, it's just it's maybe one of these players that just needs the confidence and someone talking him through it. It's just that's the way he is. Well, I thought I thought he was himself. I thought he was really good on Friday night. Um, he did get the booking, but I think it was a smart booking to take because the um, Houston hadn't hadn't tracked back. And if the I can't remember who the race rollers player was that he went and did, but um, if he hadn't taken him out, basically he had a, a free run at Jack Beard, and the whole left hand side of our box was empty running at. Uh, so he just took him took him out, and I thought it was good. That's that's what you need. That's that's game management, as they call it. <clears throat> um. Yeah, but I, I totally agree. Um, there are It's not that the defence is perfect and there's things that they definitely could do better, but four clean sheets in a row in the league doesn't doesn't lie. Teams aren't scoring against us for a reason. And it's not no, no, because... The defence is terrible, Derek. The defence is terrible. The goalkeeper's rubbish. 
Aye, they're all they're all wasters. I don't even know why we're bothering doing this podcast. <laughs> to be fair to Big Sinisalo, he's everyone knows obviously very, very wary, but uh, I mean yeah. that boy's been excellent. His only downfall really is he doesn't like catching balls. Aye, first. That 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 one in the first half as well. I mean, I think Janet the Cobb Shop could have caught it. Uh, just out the corner, it was it was such an easy catch, and he punched it, and it just you could imagine if if it, we had a crowd there that would be, you know, come on, you had that. Okay, it would have been. You don't know if that'd affect the boy's confidence or no. Yeah, uh, but that's that's not really a factor just now. So he's probably worked in his favour. Uh, well, on him. Um, yeah. SPFL brought out a, a stat through the week saying that he had the most saves in the championship with 36 saves from the, the six games that had been played at that point. Um, then if you go and delve into the, the top flight, you'll see that only, only the three goalkeepers had more saves than him, except they had also played an extra 10 games. Um, so he he's just a, a big save factory. He only had the the one save to make on Friday night. So it was a belter though. Much, but it was a it was a stutter of a save. I. Um, he went down to his down to his left to to save a shot coming in. I think it was from was it Kyle Benedictus that hit that one. I think I was I was I because I think it was him that was getting the most of, most of the ref shots. He was. He was he's a centre back but he comes up with play. Um he's He was very unlucky at that one at the corner when he, he just steered it past the post. Yeah. I um there was they had well that's basically that and the, the Dooku chance in the, the first half where he, he was probably equally unlucky at the, the other the other side of the post. Um, mm-hmm. that's probably their all their chances from the match in total, I think, that were really worthwhile chances. The rest of them were ones that were rattling into the railway end and over the over the roof. And, and they, they looked like right dangerous chances until that boy got the touch on it and it was away, it was gone, it was yeah. nowhere near end. Aye. It was it was kind of, it was just one of those one of those nights for them in front of goal, I think. You could see uh, just before half time Dooku was getting really frustrated. Um he was just leathering folk onto the floor and you could see him shaking his head all the time every time the camera cut back to him and stuff. Um, I was starting to feel a little bit better about things when I, I started to notice that because he's been good this season. So seeing him rattle just before half time was, was nice. lovely. I was actually surprised to see him going off because I thought he was what, their biggest threat. Yeah. Even though he was having an absolute stinker, he still he looked like the kind of boy that one could fought to him. And He's a big lad, so mm-hmm. for corners, etc., he's a danger. Yeah, well, it was a. He did have a good finish at the the goal that was ruled out for offside, but he mm. miles miles offside for it. <laughs> More than miles offside. In our group chat, when the boys who happens to be a striker was like, "Oh, he's onside, never onside, <laughs> absolutely never onside," until he saw the replay back because he was half a mile off. <laughs> You couldn't really see in the first few. Um, mm-hmm. I'd had it slightly round for me. I I usually don't look at my phone if I know that I'm watching it on iPlayer 
Uh, so I know I'll be slightly behind everyone else sitting in the house watching it on the telly. But I thought I was going into I was going into a messenger chat where nobody's an air fan. So I thought I'll be safe to have a quick look at what's going on in there. Nothing's really happening here. And I got the message. He was a mile offside. And I knew I just knew it was about our game. So I looked up just like, oh, <laughs> what have we done? <laughs> you, you were expecting a goal as much as it was in it, wasn't it, a goal? Yeah, hi. Which, so I was which like, is oh, yes, right. nice he is offside. He's mild. That's, that's <laughs> lovely to see. Put that flag up, Lingsman. <laughs> Aye, so, and that that's really as much as there was to it in the the first half. The, the Duke chance we were just talking about was in the second half, but mm-hmm. everything else to that was, that's really all there was to the first half. It was... It was interesting, but it, it wasn't necessarily action-packed. The, the second half was a wee bit more things going on. Um, so we started, there was no, no changes made at half-time, but we, we kind of flattened out the, the midfield to start with, and it just looked like it wasn't going to be happening for McCown at all. So they took McCown off and brought Dario Zanato on. Um, I thought that was the best we've seen from Dario. I know he scored and got an assist at Albion Rovers, but that's probably the most kind of product that we've seen from him so far. Yeah, that that's definitely. I mean, he looked he looked so dangerous coming on. Uh, I mean, he looks so one paced. He looks yeah. he just moves at the same pace, but he's got he can move the ball so well that he just he looked like he was absolutely going to cause him some damage. Uh, so I, I was really that, that's that's been the most impressed I've been since I've seen him because I know that uh, well you can obviously tell that Mark Kerr hasn't really been that impressed with with him because we need in the formation we're playing you need work rate yeah uh, and I mean well you saw it when that boy gave away and he turned around to see that the left back actually wasn't there and he had to go and track back and he ended up giving a foul away yeah and I thought oh my god he's actually not going to bother tracking him here and. There might have been a few shouts to the telly, so it might be heard. In fact, it probably been the only one that was shouting at the telly. I would guess there'd be quite a few folks no. shouting at the telly. I, was, I thought he was, he was, uh, was going to sell us down the river there, considering how good he'd been since he came on. Uh, kind of, he's always been one of those players, though, who he could come on and or he could see him in a game. You think, oh my god, this boy's going to cause us so much trouble. And then we've always seen him when he's played against us, and he's been an absolute donkey. Aye, uh, I think I've said it on here before as well, but that that game last season, the 3-2 away to Partick Thistle, I think it was his debut for them, but he absolutely ripped us to shreds that day, he had an absolute stormer, and more games like that is what we need to see, he probably wasn't up against the the right right back for that, because Reagan Tumult, he's just, he's just pacey as, as anything, so you're not going to get running by him like he did with Andy Gagan. But no. he might have a wee bit better luck if he gets the, the nod, because he, he, he did so well. Uh, if he gets the nod on Saturday to go up against Jason Thompson, he might have a little bit, a bit better, luck, better luck on Saturday. Well, we need to... He, he probably needs he probably needs a wee, a wee run at it and see if it's it's just, as you say, it's, a, well, it's up at our growth though, isn't it? So yeah. who knows what the weather will be like. Uh, but he's probably need to get a wee shot at it 
have a go, see if he can get his confidence up. Because he probably, he's probably wingers. There's not many wingers that are the confidence players. Yeah. If you get a, if you're having a good game and you're boy in your pocket, you're offski. You'll have them in toast, and it's just well, that's one of the things, and that's what what we're needing for the boys out wide. So I might get a wee shout. McCown, as I say, it wasn't really happening for McCown at the weekend. So fingers crossed that whoever's whoever's starting on Saturday will have a wee a wee go. Yeah, oh, I'm you know, sure Sammy Smith will come back in. Um, mm-hmm. he's, he's just been he's been excellent in every game, probably other than the Dunfermline game, but. I think just the, the tactics that we were deploying that day wasn't allowing for anyone other than the defence and goalkeeper to be good on the day. But um, he's been excellent in every game that we've we've been a proper attacking outfit. You, yeah, you can see the the games that he's missed was the the Strenor game. We changed it up a wee bit. The rest of the team weren't great. The <clears throat> the Livingston game again. No, well, we didn't offer a single thing on the day. And then Saturday, um, not too great going forward, but we certainly had the better chances in the match, uh, created by others. But when you add him back into the mix, you get a lot more a lot more chances out of the, the 90 minutes, I feel. He's just a... Well, absolutely. You can see that he, he's got that vision to unlock. Just, he just sees a wee pass or a wee run for somebody that... Some other boys maybe won't see, but he's also on the ball. He's so tricky. Yeah. I think he's one of the boys. He's got the close control, and then if you catch him wrong, he's down. Free kick in a dangerous area, penalty, whatever it may be. But mm-hmm. he's, that he's jinked through so many times, and he just he's one of these players that gets you going. Oh, if he gets the ball, there's a bit of chance we're in here. Yeah. Um. So on the the second half, uh, we hit the bar. Uh, from a corner, Adam Muirhead. Uh, I thought that was I thought that was the one. Um, definitely had the, the feels of that was going in. Um, but no, he would, have, he would have deserved it. The boy is a, a right good game. Muirhead, really good game. Um, his interview, his interview after it, um, I was surprised he was softly spoken as he is. He, he doesn't just when you see a kind of. Angryish looking guy on the on the pitch. He doesn't. He seemed really just a very calm sounding man. I I mean, we could almost pass his part uh, placid, but uh, yeah. you've, seen, you've seen the bodies he's left uh, lying, so uh, maybe not. No, I I just put it on for the cameras. Maybe we'll, we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've all got our work side and we've got our home side, though. <laughs> exactly, mate. Exactly. Um, Mm-hmm. The, 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 I think obviously we managed to manage we saw the issues in the first half and, and Kerr and Mercado's obviously looked saw and figured out how and where we needed to sort that and start the second half you could see it as much as the personnel hadn't changed the game plan had changed mm-hmm. we've, we've set up a wee bit more rigid and it, it was working for us obviously it worked for us uh, but I, I, I said in our group chat that we actually could have done with Mark Kerr coming on. Yeah. And maybe got that at one point. Sitting that a wee bit lower, you know, deeper and pinging a few balls about just to see if we could get something unlocked. But it's quite clear he's decided that he's absolutely emergency only. Uh, yeah. But he is he's such a good player that we could have probably done with him. Maybe just deciding 
I could go in here and I could make a difference, but I can see why he hasn't. It's fair dues to him because, I mean, obviously, boys are going to go, oh, Jesus, here to bring any selling. But <laughs> that wouldn't be the case. But I, I'm just glad that things, as much as some people think is a calamity as soon as we lose one game, uh, that I still think things are going well for him. Yeah. Um, there's a good structure to the side. I think uh, there's definitely a good base. We look, we look solid. Um, the only thing that I thought was, I, th- I thought when the f- we were not struggling, but when we were not at our best in the match, I felt that the the three midfielders weren't really, they weren't really contributing to the defence. But then when the ball was coming out from us winning it back to try and start a counter, they weren't also c- contributing to the attack. Not that they weren't doing anything, but it just kind of felt that they were just kind of there. Yeah, well, I mean, I would, I would, I would definitely agree with that. At one point, I actually had to have a wee look because I hadn't seen Murdoch for about 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. I just wondered where he'd went to. I thought he'd actually end up going off, but I don't know if that was the few laggers I'd had or uh, it was just the fact that I probably wasn't concentrating fully, but I just hadn't really seen him. I don't know if it was just the game was just passing the midfield by. Yeah. It was going up because every time I kind of felt for a while that we were getting the ball, we were in the final third. I don't know if the pitch isn't it is best or not, but the ball seemed to take a wee bobble when the boys had taken a couple of touches and it ran away from them. Yeah. Might have just been an off night, but the pitch did look not as good as it's been uh, the past few seasons because I've seen quite a lot of that pitch. Uh, and as we all know, it's usually really, really good. But I mean, we're only, as much as it's into winter, there's only been a third of the season played on it. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know if that's an effect from, I don't know if they let it grow or, uh, over the time where we weren't playing, how they looked after or anything. And to be honest, if I did know, I don't know anything about grass, so I couldn't tell no. what that would mean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no the first thing. I've cut no my grand's grass about once ever. Uh, that's that's about my, my life sum of grass. <laughs> the only time I've ever seen it really worse was... Uh, I think it was a game. It was either Morton or Queen of the Southworth to be at home. And I got a call from uh, the commercial manager to come in and see if we could help drain the pitch. Mm-hmm. And I've never stood on a bit of grass that when you're putting a fork into it, you can feel the full grass moving underneath because there's that much water uh, <laughs> underneath it. And I just thought, well, at this point, there's absolutely no way this game's going to win, which was the case. But for a whole bit of grass to be moving, you're standing on top of it. I mean, that obviously can't help either. So... Yeah. You've got to wonder all these things. As you say, though, none of us are grass experts. Nuts. So, who knows what's going on with it? Aye. I'm, I'm, sure the, I'm sure the groundsman is doing his absolute best. Um, Aye. There's meant to be grass on that pitch, and there is. So, that's as much as and, we can really see. And there's white lines and some nets up, so we're all good. Aye, definitely. That's all the, <laughs> all the things. Um, all, all the important things are there. I don't. I know that they've um, they've rolled the pitch before. I don't know, if, but again, again, there's probably no point in even trying to touch on this. It's just a thought that's come into my head there. I was just gonna. Yeah. Say, what I was gonna say was, I know they've rolled the pitch before. I don't know if that would flatten out any bobbly bits, but then I don't know what effect that would have. Anyway, so just move on. Forget about grass. Uh, maybe you can get Jason in and Jason the guy there. Grace, we can talk to you about grass all day. I will do that. I'll, Take that under consideration for, for a future guest. For anyone who's disappointed that we've moved on so quickly from the grass chat, 
let me know and we'll see about getting Gibson on. Um, so one of the other changes that we made that I couldn't quite get a grip on when we were watching it live was Ennis Cameron coming on for Joe Chalmers when he, he got injured. He'd done his, he'd done his knee um, when he tried to tackle. He tried to play on after getting the, the treatment and then he had to go off and Ennis Cameron came on. I couldn't quite work out where he was playing. Uh, at the time, he, he seemed to be, he seemed to be playing roughly this position that Moffat was playing, but not obviously in the exact same area as him, as if he was ahead of Murdoch, but at the same kind of line that Moffat was. I suppose it's always hard to tell now when you're watching the telly because you actually can't see how we're setting up, unless yeah. you're actually there because you're only seeing what the camera's showing you. Yeah. Uh, so I, it was a weird one as I say I thought when Chalmers went off I thought oh maybe Kerr's going to come on here and we'll maybe, we'll maybe get this unlocked but uh, from what I've been told uh, Big Innes has uh, got a great set of feet on him and he's really quite he's really quite a good football player mm -hmm. so you're, all, you're always hoping uh, that maybe they've seen maybe a wee different way that we can work it uh, I, I absolutely totally trust Kerr and he's uh, how he's setting up and how he sees what boys playing, but it's, I, uh, you'd think maybe the boys a big out and out striker. I mean, I would hate to try and get the ball off him. He's an absolute massive human. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought, I thought when he was through on goal and he had his chance, I thought, oh, the big man's rolling us in. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, he didn't. Uh, yeah. Um. He he made a like in terms of in their box, he he made a big impact. He he had a couple of couple of moments. Like that, um, but he just just didn't have the finish on the night. Um, obviously, he had his had his first time finish with his first touch uh, up at Inverness. It's not quite happened for him when he's been on the park since. But his minutes have been pretty sparse, other than the Livingston yeah, game that he started. So he's he's not you had. Can't a, really, I think for a striker, you can't really get a run uh, and get your chances in uh, unless you're getting game time. So if you're not getting that, he's not going to get money. It's, games are going to peter out depending on how tired boys are etc but he's somebody I'd like to see us keep in January if, if that is an option uh, mm -hmm. maybe Kelly will decide though that they want him to get more game time so he'll maybe go somewhere else although can he does he, does he play for them he's played for them so he'll not be able to did he play for them in the League Cup he in the League Cup so he won't be able to go anywhere else this, this year so, so yeah. maybe we'll get him back in January uh, but it, it's, he is he was obviously not so much Drennan's replacement, but mm -hmm. obviously the type of player that we were looking for because Drennan offered us that big, lumpy boy that can bring it in, get it done, and if, if needed, we can turn and go with it. Uh, so maybe he's just need a wee, a, wee shot of, a wee shot of it. But at the end of the day, when you've got Smith and Moff there, it's going to be hard to get into that team. Yeah. Well, his... Uh... I think he's on loan till the the end of January, so his staying might be impacted by the man that you're talking about, Aaron Drennan. It depends if he's available. If he's available, I'd imagine that we'll be renewing our interest in him and we'd probably just. Mm, but how long was he out for? Because that was it was starting for Ipswich, so it yeah. may have been a case of if he hadn't picked up his injury, you would never see him at Somerset again. Uh, mm -hmm. But maybe, maybe just to give him a wee bit of build up, they maybe send him back up again just to get a wee run of games. I suppose uh, that's. I haven't looked. Viable. 
have to say I haven't looked at uh, Switch to see how he's getting on uh, or whether he's still injured. I don't know that, but there's always that in the back burner. If we went in for him in the, the summer and he he was playing, he was starting, and then he got his injury, um, there's always the chance that we could attempt to go back in for him. I mean, I know Mark Kerr was always hopeful of uh, getting him back in. There was always that yeah. chance that he thought that he still had a chance, even though he was grabbing some goals. That he thought Ipswich would maybe just turn and go, ah, there you go, and then it was dragging on and dragging on, and then it didn't really matter because the big man got injured, so that was that dead in the water. Ah, I never, I never even thought it would be viable in, in January, but I suppose it really is possible. Yeah. Um, aye, so obviously we, we talked about Ennis Cameron coming on there and we mentioned uh, Joe Chalmers getting injured. But um, Mark Kerr was saying after the game they don't think it's going to be too bad. He, he thought it was, at first he thought it was worse than what Chalmers was saying when he actually got a chance to speak to him about it. Because um, it did look like it would be quite bad the way that the injury came about I suppose it's one of the things when somebody comes off uh, clasping their knee it could be any number of things uh, so hopefully it is just a dead leg but I've not really heard anything uh, to the contrary so uh, it's, it's it's one of the things that you've got to think well he's probably alright yeah. and there, there, there's obviously a small chance that we may end up you know uh, I mean you'd have thought I haven't managed to get this week's here, supposed yet, uh, mm-hmm. but I haven't really seen any chat that, that Walsh, uh, no Walsh, sorry, uh, that uh, Chalmers would be available for Saturday. Yeah. The jungle, jungle drums are, uh, the jungle drums are usually running Banu uh, on that, mm-hmm. but it seems to be that it's, it's just been a dead leg. Uh, so that's always a bonus because we are knee it could be any number of times. You just need to look at Craig Moore. That's, He's he's obviously on his way back, but I doubt we'll see him this season. Uh, yeah, which that's that's a real shame. Uh, but the boy's getting absolutely horrendous record for staying fit. Yeah, uh, he's it's just it's just such misfortune with the, the injuries that he gets as well. They're not they're all ones that are just entirely unavoidable. Like when he had the I think he had like a disease in his foot or something like that he got. Uh, for one of his injuries and it kept him out for ages and it was just like rare, rare things and doing your doing your ACL more than once that doesn't really happen. Get, and no, getting a concussion. Yeah. It's just a boy that who, if he was fully fat, would cause so many issues and so I would think it would probably work like up, sitting up there with Shankland and folklore for us, yeah. uh, but he just can't stay fat, the poor boy. Uh, and I, I think he's a cracking lad as well from what I hear so yeah, he's yes. one of the guys you, you always hope that uh, he gets he gets back he gets a run and you know he gets a chance to, to show some of his doubters really what he can do it just he just <laughs> he needs that bit of luck like like everyone needs that bit of luck but mm-hmm. uh, hopefully hopefully we'll see more again uh, hopefully we'll see Tom Walsh quicker hopefully uh, um I'm. I'm not sure. Uh, nobody. Not that we uh, should be privy to this information anyway. But nobody said what day he was contacted by Track and Trace and told to isolate or how long for. So there's a remote chance that he could be available for for Saturday, depending on what day that is. But I think it's pretty unlikely. One. Well, 
he's just come Obviously back injury into Aye. more likely than not. We would have heard about it before the Friday, um, if it was before the Friday. So, I, th- I, I did think about that when when that news came out. And now they've reduced your isolation to ten days instead of fourteen. But it could have been like, uh, whoever it was that he was in contact with felt ill because two days before you started getting your first symptoms. So it could work out that it would be available. But as you say, if he's not been training, if he's not really left the house. He's probably going to be further away from actually. He might be meet the bench on Saturday, mm-hmm. but I think that would be. I don't. I wouldn't see him starting because obviously, yeah, absolutely. Especially when he's just come back from a hamstring injury and I think a calf injury. Yeah, uh, you, it's, it wouldn't be worth risking him. Yeah, um, in that case as well, the next game after this, our both game is Hearts away. So I'd imagine he, he's a, a few weeks away from starting yet. Probably the Morton games. Gonna be the one that he'll start look to start. Um, I just imagine if he if he's not in the squad for the Arbroath game, chucking him in out of the blue to the Hearts game is probably gonna be a bit much of an ask. So probably a, another couple of weeks before we we get to see a full show from Tom Walsh. But what we did yeah. see in the the Albion Rovers game was very good. <laughs> the first half, well, for those who were able I'll, to see it. I bet there was that. Uh-huh. I, I would definitely definitely look forward to Tom Walsh show. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's always a good a good in, uh, indication of a player when the the team that he's left are absolutely gutted that he's he's away and, and he's actually come. You know, he's he's signed for somebody else. But yeah, uh, he's he's the one that uh, everyone's waiting to see uh, because we really haven't seen him apart from against Albion Rovers, who from at the weekend looked like they could not defend. Uh, worth a jot when a, a left back scored the hat trick, I think it was at nine minutes or something. Yeah, uh, it's uh, that's never a good sign. Aye, uh, they're having a tough time this season. It looks like um, we'll, we'll, we'll note that doing his good experience over for Nick Brunt and uh, who's the other boy, uh, Skiok. Gabe Skiok, yeah. Aye, so that's maybe it's maybe a good, and in, in that sense, it's maybe a good experience for the boys. Uh, yeah, so. I mean, Robbie Crawford and Alan Forrest seemed all the better for it. The worst that you got when we started to come out <laughs> on the side, they seemed better players for, for going through it. I guess at some, at some stage you've got to go through and play in a, an absolutely hoaching team. So the earlier the better. Or if you're Scott McKenna, go to another team and be absolutely hoaching and then oh, get geez. a big money move <laughs> and play for Scotland. <laughs> How how he ever became an actual football player, I'll never know. It's, uh, it's all opinions, mate, and sometimes some managers have got crazy, crazy opinions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so as, as we said at the start, uh, the game finished 0-0. There, there were the chances that we, we kind of talked about, but... Nobody was able to make the breakthrough. The BBC gave the, the man of the match to the Wraith Rovers goalkeeper simply because he made more saves than our goalkeeper. But just scandalous because Sinisalo's got the most saves, you know. Aye, but... In a championship. Wraith Rovers my... shooting off target deliberately to keep his numbers down. <laughs> That's it. They want, they want, uh, they want <laughs> McDonald to be the top of that list. Uh, no, I, I mean... He did have a good game, McDonald, but yeah. 
I mean, for us, I think Muirhead was our man of the match as much as not very sexy being a right back sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was, he didn't really put a foot wrong, uh, and he nearly scored with an absolute beast of a header after bar. Yeah, I would, I'd, I'd agree with you. Muirhead's um, had a great game. Um, he, he, I, I don't want to say struggled because he didn't struggle, but I'm, uh, I'm low for a better word here. Um, but he, he had a wee, a wee bit of a struggle with the, the winger uh, to start with, but he got to grips with it pretty quickly. I think the, the speed the Wraith Rovers took us by surprise a wee bit at first. I don't think we expected them to be that much faster than us. I, I don't, we really don't have a, a rapid back line, though. Yeah. It's, not, it's not one for, for pace when you've got Muirhead, who is a big, a big lad, uh, Beard. Isn't he's 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 fast enough, but he's not really rapid quick. Yeah, uh, and Roscoe really isn't quick either. But all these boys got big legs, so they, if they're, if they're up against a smaller winger, they're going to cover more more ground on the on the track back. But they really aren't. What you're, I mean, you're probably looking for a bit of speed about your right back. But at the end of the day, Muirhead can get up the park and back down, and he he can pick he can pick a pass, and he can get into space. So yeah. You don't always need to be quick to get in the space. Mm-hmm. No, you need I, to be intelligent enough. I was, uh, I was meaning it in a, a positive way that he, um, he overcame that. Well, oh, he's, yeah. he's thought, he's figured out how to manage the boy. Yeah. Um, so and I, it didn't involve crippling him. Well, unfortunately, no. Not that I want the boy injured, but just it's, it's fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> When you're not when you're not going through it yourself or any of the pain, it's fun to watch. Aye, oh. aye. So uh, we're up against our broths on Saturday. Have you have you taken in much of their highlights or anything? You seen any of them? I think I've seen. Did they recently play uh, the Vermin? Mm. No, we have. No, I've, it may have been a couple of weeks ago. I think I saw a couple of goals for that, but that was it. Yeah, um, you got any thoughts for for Saturday's match from from our perspective? Then I, I'm firmly backing us to win. Uh, mm-hmm. I've are always always tricky to play against. Well, at home, beside the sea, literally beside the sea, uh, but they seem to be in a wee sticky patch. I don't know whether it's maybe because of part time mm-hmm. that. Maybe they're finding it a wee bit more difficult this season because, let's face it, this COVID is really wrecking people's lives pretty much. Yeah. You know, these boys will be going to work and then home, quick shower, change, out, training, you know, back down the road. And whereas now they're probably home, really kind of the ball going to do the wee bit of extra football, or maybe they're like, ah, yes, I'm going to football training. And then they've got to trudge home no matter how far it is in their manky, stinky clays. But I tell you what, I'd absolutely love that right now. Uh, so maybe I'm wrong, but they just seem to be struggling this season. Uh, but yeah. I, I, wanted, I think I think they they would stay up, but I really do fancy us on Saturday. Uh, I'm 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 gonna go for two two now. I'll go for I'll go yeah. for for that. Two now. Um, I've um, I've kind of looked towards one now. Um, I don't know. Just there's just a 
just some some wee spark missing with our creative play. Even even with Cammy Smith coming back in and he does create more chances. It just it's just still quite a low number of chances that we seem to create over the course of the game. So I've kind of heading towards the one 0 I think we'll I think we will do it and make it the five matches with clean sheets in a row. In, in the league, obviously, because the Livingston Strenar games are in the middle of that, but five not leagues. Interesting not interested in them. Daddy Cup. Nah, we're not even in that anymore, so it doesn't count. Uh, no, I haven't, I haven't even seen the goals for Livingston. I don't think I ever will. It's not worth your time, mate. No. It's not worth your time. No. The, the, the beauty of that was I was actually working and I thought, I'm going to go up the road for three o'clock here and I'll just go and I'll, I'll get a wee pass and that and then. The job didn't go as well, and I was like, oh, 10, 10 past 10, I checked. I checked my phone and went, I think I'll just stay, finish up this job, take my time, and then I'll just down that road and no bother with it after that. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a bonus. But, uh, yeah, uh, you can't really argue with league form, let's face it, if we hadn't had the catastrophe in the last 10 minutes at Morton and what was the other capitulation we had? Just Morton's enough. Ah, that's well. I'm no bother with Livingston game. Yeah, I mean, people just... are losing their minds over that. You know, oh, how can we lose to a, a, an SPL team four 0 and not even try to look? Sometimes shit doesn't go right. It happens to us all, and that's it. And I think some people believe that these football players are robots, and they must have this mindset because that's how Johnny sitting his couch sees it, and that's it. You know, these people are only human. They can't have these emotions. How they must they must give the same effort every week. You don't know what's going on in folks' lives. So yeah. sometimes stuff just goes to shit, and that's exactly what happened to Livingston. That's the end of the story. Um, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully that's the case. And well, not that uh, they're going to shit. No, not that. <laughs> not that. But <laughs> as long as they go to shit, uh, but, for our broth, but hopefully for the Abroth game, we 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 do keep up the, the defensive record because they have been excellent in the league recently. They've they've done us a, a right good turn and it gives you the base to maybe free things up a little bit more going forward. Uh, whatever the whatever's kinda holding them back a little bit with the, the, the chance creation percent. Um maybe they will be able to free things up a little bit with the, if they can get over the line again because we're probably not going to keep that against Hearts, I'd imagine, at Tynecastle. No, that, that, it's going to be very, very tricky. A very big park up at Tynecastle. So, yep. At, at the end of the day, the most important thing is to have a good foundation, especially with a quarter of the season missing. Mm-hmm. We needed a good start, and I would class this as a good start. As much as it was fifth in the league? Fifth? Fourth, uh, fourth in the league, because... Inverness and Wraith, uh, Dundee drew, drew on Saturday. So. so so we're fourth in the league. If you turned around and said, at this point, you're fourth in the league, you go, I'll take that because you're still in my chance. Don't get me wrong. The championship's tight. We're going a bad run. Things go bad, but we're not in that situation. We're not looking that way. We're only looking up. So yeah, we'll, we'll, um, take, hearts as, we'll take hearts as we take hearts, but our growth on Saturday, a United win. Easy peasy. Yeah, it's a happy hunting ground. Hopefully, hopefully Michael Moffat gets a goal because he absolutely loves a goal up there. Oh, he does. What a what a boy, the local hero. <laughs> uh, nah, 
it's uh, it's he definitely does love it up there. So let's two for him will do fine. I'm I'm missing this this is as much as I've missed it until now though, this is the first away game that I'm really really gutted about not going to or both is absolutely hands down my favourite away day in the country um, nothing, nothing beats it nothing, nothing could beat it um, and just the build up to this just wishing like fuck that I was going it's, uh, it's, it's, it's one of the things it's not really it's not been easy in MD I've roast one of the days that I haven't actually done so mm-hmm. hopefully we get we get back before uh, just in case they get relegated uh, or or we get promoted, whatever yeah. one. I mean, I'll take the promotion. I'll, I'll take our growth and Aldi. Uh, but it's it's one of the ones that you want to do. Uh, there's quite a few I'd like to do, but I always a busy boy. But even just to get back to watch football would just be phenomenal. Uh, but well, we shall see. We shall see what life brings us all. Yeah, it's uh, a shame. But getting some folk uh, back is in the hands of the people of South Ayrshire. Uh, Driving those cars. That's fucked in. Drive those COVID numbers down. We can we can get three hundred people in the ground, maybe. <sighs> if we ask I, this. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, 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 I listen to too many people who say this isn't the deal. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing this. It would be funny. Well, it wouldn't be funny, but to see it have been more of a prolific killer amongst the age range of these people would have been interesting because it would have been, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that. I've seen it with boys who work with who were like that. Oh, I don't believe in it, I don't believe in it. And then see when North Ayrshire were in tier three and we, were, we went into four, mm-hmm. where I work, they were giving it, oh, I, I can't come to work, I can't cross a tier. So it was real when they wanted it to be. Yeah. But then it didn't count when they didn't want it to be. We live in a crazy world, Derek. A crazy, crazy world. Yeah, we just get through it a day at a time. We will get there, and eventually, one day, we will be back in the stadium with a wee sing song and watch the football. But oh my that God. is not this week, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, it's not. And hopefully, when we do get back, the crowd jumps. The, the crowd numbers surge because people want to get the hell out of the house. Yes, that'd be good. Get some some money in for the club where they're, they're missing out because uh, they've certainly have taken a hit this year when it all comes through but I think I'm probably over my time for this week we've probably got another long episode I don't imagine oh, <laughs> so, a massive long episode listen to my travel ah, well, they've, got but, to, they've got to listen to me every single week so I'm proud I've not been a damp squid huh? <laughs> right. Well, thanks very much for coming on, Grammy, mate. Have a good one. No problem, Derek. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Cheerio. Bye. And then I was joined by our growth fan, Michael Beatty, to look ahead to Saturday's match at Gayfield and a little bit about how our growth have been getting on this season. Hi Michael, thanks for joining me. No problem at all, Derek. Thank you for having me. No worries. So, just on to talk about our growth and how you've been getting on this season, um, or how you've not been getting on. It seems it seems more likely. 
Yeah, it's been, it's been a difficult start, we'll say that. <laughs> um, I mean, the, the most obvious thing that I've noticed is the in the goals column uh, is just the two goals over the, the six league games so far. Um, I guess we could start talking about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, two goals, but I think we've got like eight in the cup, so it's not all bad. Yeah. But uh, but I uh, know if, if you're looking at being honest, you've got three against Montrose, so that's League One, three against Elgin, League Two, two against Dublin Albion, to a League uh, League Two. I think obviously the one against Ross County, but that, that was a that was a world day, and that's probably our only shot on target that day. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, it's speaking to any other both fan, the uh, the biggest issue this year is uh, is absolutely the, the the lack of goals and. Um, we're just we've got nothing up front just now. We're playing Doolin on his own, and I think, as you know, or, or what what you've seen of Doolin, he's not a, he's not the best lone striker. And uh, if we're looking at the Allo again, all we did was launch balls up him, and he's up against Andy Graham. And but it, to be fair to Doolin, he's getting a lot of stick, and probably a, bit, a lot of it's unfair because, if, as I said, if the ball's going twenty yards over his head, what, what's he meant to do? And if our wingers are getting down the wing and not beating the first man with the ball uh, with a cross, sorry. He's not going to get a chance to score, so yeah, yeah, it's di- it's difficult. We've got Doolin, we've got Luke Donnelly, who's not set the set the place on fire since he came in about a year and a half ago. I think he's been with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Michael Ruth, who's on loan for Aberdeen, but we seem to be playing him out in the wing. We got told he was a striker. Uh, a lot of our goals came from midfield, the likes of Bobby and Hilton and stuff, but they've not got fire in either. So no, it's it's, uh, it's been a difficult start. Yeah, um, I, we obviously saw a bit of Chris Doolin last year. Um, it just looked. He looked like he was. He was done. I'm surprised, or I certainly am. Presuming others are also surprised that he's not. He not only managed to find one championship club after his, but but two. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know what happened to Morton, but I don't think he did anything there either, did he? No, nah, I don't even think he. I'm not even sure he played. Uh, I'd have to go and check, but I I don't even think he came off the bench for them while he was yeah. there. I mean, he played, I don't know if you caught the Hearts game, the Hearts game that was on the telly, and he was all right. He, he did well. He had a couple of chances. Gordon pulled off a world at the bottom corner mm-hmm. to stop him scoring. He played well. He played pretty well against Cali and scored. But apart from that, absolutely nothing from him. But again, I don't think it's all on him. The services haven't been great. So, uh, striker can't score goals with no services. Too. You mentioned uh, Luke Donnelly uh, when you were saying... He's always struck me as a bit of a, a weird one. Um, he seems like he's quite quite good with his feet, but he doesn't necessarily look like a, a great player. If you know no, yes, I mean. yes. I mean, he, with the ball, his feet is good. But again, our, our tactics seem to be launching the ball up at him. And he's not great in the air. He's the sort of guy that loses height when he jumps. Yeah. But, but, but Luke, Luke technically is a very, very good football player. Mm-hmm. And he's very good for this level technically. But he's not the quickest, again, a bit like Doolin. Again, no pace there. So if you're launching balls in behind and it does get it over the back line, he's nine times out of ten not going to win it. He's not quick enough. We, we've not, our strikers aren't the quickest. I can't really say much about Ruth because we've only really seen him on the wing. We've not seen much. I don't think he's maybe started one game. Mm-hmm. And the rest has been coming off the bench. And uh, same with Connor Smith. I think he's maybe had a COVID problem. So we've not seen much of him. The boy is on to hearts but uh, yeah LD is uh, he's, I think he's, he splits the fan base some like him some really can't stand him but I mean I don't have his stats in front of me but I, I yeah. don't think he's got I don't think he's got double figures for us yet he's been there about a year now 
No, I, I don't believe so either. Um, I didn't I didn't look it up, but it's not a name that I see coming in regularly. Well, uh, he's not starting. Yeah. <laughs> it's just somebody that I, I catch in the highlights every now and then. Um, so kind of moving on from the, the lack of goals. At the, at the other end, things look a lot more positive. Um, the defence looks like it's pretty much holding up to the same kind of standards that they had last year. That defence has been together for three years. Yeah. You know, with uh, JT on the right, um, you've got Hammy left back and you've got Ricky and TLB. And, I mean, I'm probably a bit biased, but on the day, that's one of the top three defensive four in the in the league. And, again, I mean, I watch him every week, but personally, I thought last year that Tom O'Brien was the best centre-half in the championship, if not the best defender in the championship last year. Yes, um, He's absolutely superb, and I mean, you speak to away fans like yourself and, and uh, fans from other teams in the league, and, and they'll say the same, he's one of the best. So, I mean, he, there's a couple of games last year, Shanklin in his pocket, Shanklin's ripping up the league. Yeah. You know, so, no, TLB's got, he could definitely play at a higher level, but I don't know how it worked, but Dick and the board got him to sign a three-year deal, so he's going to be at Gayfield for a while, but no, he's definitely the sort of player that could go, could go full-time and go into Premier League, but... Uh, I think he's got a good job. So with that and his our growth rate, I think he's more than happy at us. But yeah, defensively strong. Our only our only real issue with the with the defence is that if one of them gets injured, yeah, then we're a, we're a wee bit of light. We put James Cragen back. He was back at left back for a bit because Hamley was injured. Yeah, uh, I think I think he went at right back when JT broke his nose in, in the Queen of the South game as well. So um, he's fine. But if you're if you're looking at starting Cragen there long term, you're in a bit of trouble. I definitely saw Cragen play. Uh, fullback for Dunfermline once at Somerset, uh, just before he, he kind of moved on from them. That's where they were just kind of utilising him um, when he was on his way out. But yeah, um, he's 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 quite a handy player, uh, especially when he's playing the right position as well. He's so. your perfect. He's your perfect utility man. Yeah, he's sort of player that will cover two or three, two or three positions, and he's um, he's competent in them all. Com- competent, sorry, in them all. Um, no, Craig's a good player, Hubbard. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you started off um, using the, the Pixelot feed, didn't you? But yeah. you moved away from Pixelot now and yeah. doing the, the streams yourself or both. Yeah, no, yeah, we had Pixelot for the Cup games and the Mort in, in the Queen's South game. Mm-hmm. And then we for the Dunfermline Cup game we went back we we went to our, our own one over in the gantry. Mm-hmm. I had like the boy operates it. See, it was just a disaster. It was a disaster from the start. <laughs> um, I mean, it was always going to be difficult for it, and it was pretty untested at Gayfield as well. I think we had one test game. Yeah. Before before we put it in, which looking back, they should have been testing it for every friendly we had. I don't know if it was operational or not. That that might be. That maybe why not happen, but um, it was poor. It was poor for the when we played Cali Thistle. It was very poor when we went up there. Uh, actually, missed our goal. So I, I've still never seen Chris Dillon score for our both because it missed the goal. <laughs> so I've no no idea. Uh, it it just panned back to the to the centre circle when our both were on the attack. Um, we've had to ask Ian Campbell to put a hat on because the camera follows his head. Yeah, which. Partly it did that for the Cali, uh, for the Lions at Cali, and I think that it definitely affected the the sales mm-hmm. of it. Like not not every Arbroath fan is going to watch Arbroath as a season ticket. Mm-hmm. If they paid to watch the Cali game, 
seen how bad it was and thought, oh, I'd rather use that. I can't watch that. So yeah. it did. It did affect. I think it did affect the sales, probably with away fans as well. Uh, but no, after the Queen of South game, we went back to a sort of manually operated one with the boy at the other side of the park on the gantry. And the feedback's been brilliant, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Absolutely brilliant. Um, and I certainly hope the club are sticking I think the club are sticking with it. So uh, for any of the Air fans who are worried about us using picks a lot on Saturday, no need to worry. Uh, is it, I take it it's a stable feed with a decent enough quality picture. Everything's good, yeah. yeah. No, no complaints at all, especially for me. Um, it runs, it's quite pretty high quality. Commentators are pretty good. The boy, good friend of mine who, who's chairman of the supporters club, um, he does the, the commentary, so it's, it's pretty funny. He's a good laugh. Um, it might be looking as a bit biased, but I'd, I'd be disappointed if uh, home, home team's feeds weren't overly biased. So, Aye, it gives, it gives you something to kind of reel against. How you get it up your yeah. moment when you finally score against them. I don't, I, obviously, obviously, you've not played Wraith away yet because you've played them on Friday, but Wraith is far and away the best that we've seen so far. Like they've got their own one, but I think they've been doing it for a few years for overseas fans. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah Wraith's uh, feed was superb. Uh, Angle's commentary was good. Uh, instant replay, so not all good, mate. Uh, have you been to? Have you been away to Morton yet? I can't remember. No, we drew with them at home. Um, when you go there, theirs is good. They've, they've got a good commentary duo, and the the setups are pretty decent. I don't know. I don't even know how many teams are still using picks a lot. I think, uh, I think a few of them have chucked it. Uh, Broth and Inverness are the only ones left in the league. Uh, sorry, Alloa and Inverness are the only ones left in the league. And Alloa's is like joystick operated or something like that. Yeah, uh, they all are now. Uh, yeah. Pixel hired joystick operators for all the, <laughs> uh, all the grounds. So even at Somerset, where we don't use Pixel lot, there's a, a joystick operator for their international feeds selling it to IMG. <laughs> Um, guy sits near where I when I get into the ground, he sits just along a wee bit from me, and you can see his screen. It's got this the pixel art produces this absolutely beautiful panoramic of the ground right. you can see on this giant screen that he's got, but that doesn't go out, it just goes out of the, <laughs> the pixel art feed like a normal telly screen. Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're going with the pixel art, I mean, I think I spoke to you earlier, you spoke to me during the week about it, that it's a good idea. It's yeah. a great idea, but it's just it's got to get the kinks worked out massively. Um, I mean, the picture quality being okay from what I've seen. It just the problem is it doesn't keep up with the action. Mm-hmm. Up at Cali, whenever the ball went in the corner, it lost it. Whenever the ball went above it, it lost it. And uh, and, and with our both playing long ball all the time, it was losing it all the time. So <laughs> I don't know what will happen when fans are uh, are back in because the pixel will stay because the SPFL installed them. So they'll be using them for their, their international feed. I don't know if they'll keep joystick operators or, or what, or if they'll improve it, because people will be in, some folk will have sunglasses, there'll be bald folk in. Yeah. Um, there'll be all sorts going on. For well, the if we're, if we're, where our one is, is in the main stand at Gayfield, mm-hmm. where you've probably never sat, but you've seen plenty of times. Yeah. And in, in, the, in like November and December, when the sun's setting up to the right-hand side behind Pleasureland, it was brutal. It, you couldn't. It, it, the sun was just bouncing off it, and you couldn't see half the half, half the penalty box. So uh, it was difficult. But as I said they've got a lot of things to work out. I don't know how they're going to do it, but um, from the feedback that I've heard from our growth fans online and just in person and stuff, that they're a lot happier that we went back to the manually operated. Yeah, well, that's good. It's 
it's always going to be better done if there's a person within it. Uh, and we've got an actual camera instead of just a bit of kit attached yeah. to a stand. Um, so on to um, the game on Saturday, I guess. Uh, I know you watched yeah. us against Wraith Rovers. Have you got any thoughts on ourselves before looking at how you think? Yeah. Um, I, I'd probably not not what you guys want to hear. You probably disagree. I thought Wraith were probably the better team for long spells. Yeah, I um, think the first but, half. But, but 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 to be fair, Wraith played us off the park on the opening day of the season as well. So it's it's a good team. I think they're a team that have been together a while as well and. Mm-hmm. The, the, their additions this year have worked out well and they're a good team but Air probably if you look at it for the chances Moffat probably got, should have got one at least yeah uh, and then was it Muirhead crashed one off the bar so mm-hmm. uh, unlucky not to win in the end I suppose yeah they they had a lot of the better the better play I felt but we had all the big chances in the match I, I don't really think they they had they had shots at our goal, I would say, but I don't really consider any of them to have been big chances. No. You'd be demanding that that gets finished better to go in. Um, I think somebody was a, somebody was surprised me with boy Zanetta when he came on. Zanetta, sorry. Yeah. Because uh, I've seen him play for Wraith Rovers and Partick and genuinely thought he'd be out of the game in a couple of years because I didn't I didn't rate him at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know when he came on, he was he looked good, looked lively, and. Um, I don't know if he's just kicked on or if it was a one-off because, I mean, I said every time I've seen him, I thought that would all be in the juniors in two or three years. <laughs> um, it's, it's hard to say with Dario. Um, since he's came in, he made his debut off the bench against Albion Rovers. He got a goal, a screamer, and an assist. Um, he played... Against Albion Rovers? Yeah. He played... I'm up. pretty sure you'd get a goal and assist against Albion over. Aye, well... I'm <laughs> <laughs> missing to their first team players as well because they're on one from us, but aye. Um, <laughs> as well as that, he, he started the next two games kind of up front because Bruce Anderson had got called up for Scotland squad, so he couldn't play. He got injured in the Annan game, he fell out of the team, and then he sub appearances. And when he came on, uh, sorry, when he started the game against Noir, he didn't really offer in in them. Um, mm. But I don't know whether he's seen that Tom Walsh is now just about to be ready, ready to come back. He was due to come back on Saturday, well, he was on the bench for the Alloway game. But he was due to probably play, take part on Friday night, uh, pro- probably with a view to starting this game on Saturday. But he got uh, called by the the contract uh, contact tracing team. So oh. out on Friday, he should still be out for this game. I'm presuming. Yeah, I I I read some of the cut to ten days, but I don't know if that's just down south or not. Yeah, even then it depends because uh, he wouldn't have been training and he's coming yeah. back to injury, so it's pretty unlikely that he would be in and around the squad if he's not even been training. I've always thought the boy Anderson looked alright in the in the very little times I've seen for Aberdeen. Always looked okay. So mm-hmm. yeah, I suppose if you get him and Moffat going, then you're going to have uh, you're going to be scoring plenty of goals while we can't even hit the target, mate. So yeah, well, <laughs> Michael Moffat has had uh, quite the time at Gayfield in his career. I don't know. But when he was at Dunfermline, I haven't looked at that. But I, I have, I have the stats in front of me, Derek. Would you believe? 
for Michael Moffat. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I've, I've, I've written down, there's three assurances in life, death, taxes and Moffat scoring against us. Yes. He has nine goals for air. I think he got four in a 4-1 win. He did. At Gayfield. And he scored three for Dunfermline against us. 12 goals for, against Arbro. Um, but I don't remember him scoring at Somerset. Hmm. I think he may have <clears throat> taken the ball around the goalkeeper outside the box at Somerset against Arbroath at one point. He's so, you know what, he's, he's the sort of player that we would be absolutely screaming out for. Yeah. I, I think you, you, you need a bit of a, a link player to, to bring the midfield up the park a wee bit. It might help you create some more. Some more chances. Even uh, he's the sort of guy that, if even if you're not playing well, and if, if he's not playing well, you don't want to take him off because you think, oh, he needs just one chance. Yeah. Even that, uh, just just one turn. Um, I don't know if yeah. you saw the highlights against Alwa where he faked to go one way and the whole defence bought it and he ran. Yeah. Box. <laughs> is it is it a hundred goals for Alwa? Uh, sorry, is it a hundred goals for Air or is it just a hundred goals he scored? Um, so the year that we won League One, um, it was 100 goals in total, and then mm. the other week that was 100 goals for there. Yeah, no, he's frightening. He's uh, he's a club legend, and uh, rightly so. Yeah. So, have you got any any thoughts what you're looking looking to see on Saturday? I'd like to see a couple of shots on target there. If I'm honest, from our growth, that would be pretty good. Um, I've obviously been talking up Moffat there, but I do like that it'll be uh, Tom O'Brien or Ricky Little against them because yeah. I mean they're, they're they're very good they're, they are very very good for us. Um, we've not beaten Eric Gayfield since August two thousand twelve. Mm-hmm. We've only won two of our last ten games against there, both at Somerset, um, and both deserve to win the games as well. Yeah. Um, it's it's I don't know if they're a bogey team or or whatnot, but. We, we we need to, which it's it's one of those things where you think get a positive result sneak a one 0 have one shot on target and it goes in and it might kick start the campaign because because we need it because you're you're looking at I've I've always said from the start of the season that we, we're we're not we're not obviously looking at playoffs this year we we're not we're on our own little four team league us Alwa Queen of the South and Morton even though Morton kicked on a good win on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I think they'll come back to this. We need to be beating the teams around us, and so far we've drawn them all and drawn McQueen in the south and got beat by Alloa. And they were uh, and, and they were all at home, so that's it's, it's obviously not 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 the greatest to start. So um, yeah, we need to kick on, especially with being a shortened season as well. Hopefully on Saturday uh, we'll be able to see out the match without too many weather problems. I know the last time we were up there, the match got abandoned at half time. The last game at Somerset, um, that was a bit of a joke with the wind as well. There was strong gusts throughout the game. It was only allowed to be played last minute. So hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll be able to just enjoy an afternoon. I hope so. I hope so. I mean, obviously, Somerset is quite windy. It's obviously not the same as Gayfield could be on a on a windy day. But it's one of those where it does make a mockery of the game. And at, at the same time, it can be the great equaliser mm-hmm. that, that we could we could play you guys and you boys are flying and you come down and we're four 0 up at half time because because we've got the win and and then we just sit back and you kind of get in going so the, it is a great equaliser. People say that our both are used to playing. I don't think any team is used to playing in the win. Yeah, 
you know, I don't, I don't think, I don't think any team can get used to it. Uh, yeah, that game last year, I was in the boardroom for that one, the one that got abandoned. So that, that gave me more drinking time, which the missus wasn't best pleased about. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's it's one of those well that if, if you start the game, should you finish it? Yeah. Because if I remember correctly, it was one one at half time. It was one each. So both teams had played in it. It, 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 uh, it was a level game. I think we might have had the win first half. You had the you had the advantage in the first half, and you scored from a corner direct. Yeah, because yeah. So if, if I'm an Air fan, I'm raging because you're thinking we've got one one. Mm-hmm. You started the game. Why not finish it? But it's, it's a diff- it's, it's a difficult one because nobody no, nobody likes watching those games. They're pretty ugly to watch. So. Aye, um, I remember. Uh, <laughs> I'd left the ground too quickly because I just had worked out what was going on. I wasn't hanging about looking for a, a refund for my ticket or anything like that. And some folk... Were you going, were you going for your smoky supper? Yeah, I went to get my smoky supper at the <laughs> Bell Rock. <laughs> uh, by the time that we Shameless got... plug. By the time we got there, it was nice enough to sit outside on the wee bench outside and eat it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a bit nice. It's uh, Arbro's got its own weather system. Mate. You should know that by now. The amount of things you've Well, you got a score prediction for Saturday. Um, the optimist in me says it will sneak a one nil or a two nil, mm-hmm. and the realist in me thinks that we will probably lose. But you know what? It sounds really daft where we are, and it's a home game, but. I'd, I, we, we need to kickstart the season, mate. We need we need some, and I don't think a point's a bad result against the Nair team, who are, who will be up in the playoffs. I don't think you're good enough to win the league, but definitely a team that will be in the top four. Um, so yeah, but I'll uh, I'll go with my Arbroath hat and I'll say one 0 with Chris Doolan scoring a ninety-third minute winner. Well. Since I've been so good at predictions recently, uh, having absolutely none correct and thinking that Friday night would be a 3-2 game, I'm going to say this one will be 1-0 United. <laughs> uh, well, thanks very much for coming on, Michael. Will Michael Moffat score by any chance? Yes, he will. I, I thought so. <laughs> thanks for coming on, mate. I'm sorry I can come visit you in Tutties. Next season, Derek. Well, I'd say next season. But I don't even know if we're going to be in the same league, mate. Hopefully next. Well, hopefully not, because hopefully we're going up. But if we don't go <sighs> up, hopefully you're there. Speak to you later. Well, I, I appreciate it. Thanks for, thanks for having me on, mate. Bye. Thanks for listening this week. Um, we should be back next midweek with a look back over the Arbroath game and head to Boxing Day trip to Tinkastle.